Football Friday with Wolf and Luke. Alert, alert, alert! Presented by 72 Souls. Get your price. 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Appropriate tune for a football Friday. Little uh, Freddie and Limp Biscuit as we roll through here on Arizona Sports 98.7 FN. K-Ray sitting in for Luke with Wolf. And before we get to our next guest, Wolf, I, I just have to quickly say this. You ever been driving down the road and you see something on the like the side of the road? Yeah. Picture and, and just like startles you. Like you, you almost like drive <laughs> off the road. Yeah. This occurred about three weeks ago and I'm driving to the, to the airport. Right. Getting ready to fly out of town. Look up. What do I see? The giant cranium on the billboard on the side of the road, looking me dead in the eye. None other than the sawed-off shotgun of sports himself, Paul Calvisi. Paulie, how are we doing today? The forehead in all its glory. Paulie, you know, where is this? Where where is this yeah. billboard? I don't need the jokes where there could be a sub advertising another billboard just on my forehead alone within the billboard. I don't I don't want to hear that either. Okay, Paulie, I'm here I to talk football, to not it, take all these barbs from you guys. Okay, K Ray's just K Ray's salty because he realized the hard way that it's mail in mailed in Friday for Wolfley, and so he's like, I should never agree to fill in on a Friday. Wolf yes. is the Wolf is the Fridays. What the Cardinals off. Offenses to the first quarter. Okay, a complete Paul. zero. Oh, okay, Paul, that's going to cost you, just so you know, at some point in time, Bali, that is going to cost you right now. Um, honestly, Paul, when's the last time that all three of us actually were doing a broadcast? A broadcast? Yeah, you know, I mean, I know we've done this before, but I'm talking about remember the day, Paulie. When was that? Was that 1998? Like a broadcast license by the FCC? Yes. <laughs> well, Wolf, don't pretend like you remember the day because it was the, it was the dark days for you. So me and Kayberry remember it, but you do not. Let's just leave it at that. Okay, Paul, forget it. Where does your – Paulie, when you think about this game now coming up, of course, on Sunday, Paul – what do you think of first, bud? You know what I think of? I'm glad you asked that. Here's what I think of. I think of K-Ray's Dallas Cowboys. I think of that game. The only game the Cardinals won down the stretch last year was against Dallas. And I think of what Dallas did defensively against the Cardinals. What would that be? Mm, man cover. Eagles are known for a lot of man cover. Not a lot of teams go man cover against the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals receivers look forward to man cover. And I think it helps define coverage for a Kyla Murray, especially in the absence of a DeAndre Hopkins. Now, do they have two really good corners? Yes, they do. <laughs> Darius Slay and James Bradbury. Okay, I'll give them both those guys. I get it. And Darius Slay was an NFC Defensive Player of the Week a couple weeks. In fact, the Eagles are so good, dot, dot, dot. They have the last three reigning NFC Defensive Players of the yeah. Week. <laughs> And we'll get to Hassan Reddick in a minute. I'm just saying the whole man cover thing, if they do indeed go with a lot of that against the Cardinals, I'm really curious to see the passing attack in that situation because really the last time we did see that was Dallas the end of last year and Kyler had a big game. Yeah. 
I mean, that's no, that's exactly right. I'm thinking about it, Paulie, in terms of man coverage. Yeah. But at the same time, I think the Arizona Cardinals have got to run the ball um, coming into this game. I, I think that is going to be the key to it, Paulie. And the reason being is because, look, the Eagles will turn you over, man. They've done a really, really good job in terms of turning you over and a great job in terms of getting after the quarterback as well. I, I think they gotta, they've got to run the ball first and foremost coming in. That's the number one key to me, Paul. Well, sure. And, and you know what? They're a really athletic front. They're a really deep front. Um, they're not going to do a lot of exotic stuff, that Eagles defensive front. They're not going to do what Carolina did and overload one side and bring these crazy blitzes. No, they just say, hey, guess what? We have more talent. We're more athletic. We're more powerful than you we're going to line it up straight up and, and we're just going to bring four and we're going to get home and they lead the NFL in sacks and and I get all that and and I also like the fact that Cardinals had the three-headed rushing attack last week James Conner was a legit Pro Bowl running back last year but Darrell Williams can stoke it and Eno Benjamin gives a little change to the, the defense and something a little different to consider and so if you can get all three of those guys involved again and you can run it 30 plus times again the Cardinals last year were 9-0 and everybody now when they ran it 30 or more times mm. and that was a formula they used in Carolina I'd love to see that continue absolutely yeah and that's what we said early on in the show Paulie was the the conviction that will be required of Cliff Kingsley and uh or Kingsbury and the, the Cardinals coaching staff is to stay with it. You know, to be prepared for James Conner to have 12 carries and 33 yards, but go ahead and give him carry 15, 16, 17, because he always has the ability to break off that long run. The The only counter I would make to you about the, the man coverage is compared to the Dallas defense a year ago, the Cowboys did not have interior pressure up the middle. This Eagles team does, and you said it best a moment ago. They do it without a lot of exotic stuff coming at you. They just square up and come right at you. So that's that's the only concern that that I would have facing that yeah. defensive front. And it's a legitimate concern, Kevin, because the Cardinals are going to be without Rodney Hudson. Yeah. So, and what is the status of a Justin Pugh? Now, he's out there today, but if Pugh has uh, that elbow, if it flares up again like it did in Carolina, and all of a sudden you have Sean Har- Harlow and Max Garcia didn't practice this week, so what does that mean? I mean, who who is your left guard in that sh- situation? Is it a, a Josh Jones? Is it the new guy, Billy Price? So there's some unknowns on the interior offensive line right now, and, and don't think Philly won't try to exploit that. Polly, what flip it around, take a look at uh, Philadelphia's offense right now, and do you see any similarities with the Arizona Cardinals, I asked rhetorically. A little bit. I mean, you see in, in the Slim Reaper, which is the best nickname going right now, <laughs> Devontae Smith, you see a little Hollywood Brown, do you not? In, in that, And then A.J. Brown, you see Debo Samuel. You see the guy, they're going to get the ball to him in space. The little quick hitters, they'll get it to him in the flat, they'll get it to him on a slant, and they're like, who wants some? Because there's two guys yards after catch who lead the league. It's Debo Samuel and A.J. Brown. Now, the Cardinals did a real good job of containing him week one last year. But this isn't the Titans' simplistic passing offense that yeah. was sort of predictable. This is a much different attack by Philadelphia. So, yeah, there's a lot of fear in that. Um, you know, Isaiah Simmons, I do expect to get the majority of the snaps, and he'll probably be on Dallas Goddard. Once again, what Vance Joseph said, Isaiah Simmons was drafted to cover the tight end. He's got he's to make do a lot better job than he did against Travis Kelsey in Week 1. 
But, you know, they also ran Miles Sanders a whole bunch, and they had over 200 yards rushing as a team. Was that out of necessity because they were in the rain against Jacksonville? Uh, we'll find out. But you heard the reverence Zach Allen had last night in the Big Red Rage Wolf where he said Miles Sanders has become a bigger Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. He said, I don't know why he's so underrated. So, And, and all the guys said after the game last week that he, he found a different gear, Miles Sanders, and that he was, quote, playing angry. So the Cardinals better come in, and they better be ready to go. None of this, okay, we'll ramp things up, and we've lost seven straight at home. They better find a way to bring the urgency and intensity. Yeah, and after getting down 14 to nothing uh, last week, I think Jalen Hurts had said earlier this week that that they've got to come in with the requisite amount of, of respect and fear for the Cardinals because of the athletes that they've got. So I would look for a kind of a refocused Eagles team as well, which puts even more emphasis and urgency to not get yourself in a hold of this Eagles team. I mean, think of it. The Eagles are already being crowned, right? The fans are thinking, we're coming to State Farm Stadium. We're sizing this building up for Super Bowl 57. I mean, all the accolades and the plaudits and the NFC Defensive Player of the Week and Jalen Hurts is your odds-on favorite already for the MVP and we're undefeated. Okay, they beat Detroit and Washington and Jacksonville, and they sacked Carson Wentz like nine times because he's a statue. Okay, you know, I mean, there's some similarities to where the Cardinals were a year ago at 7-0, and where the Eagles are now 4-0. And Craig Grillo had some crazy stat about the last undefeated team that plays the current undefeated team from the existing season has won five of the last seven matchups. Some ridiculous stat that only Grillo could find. Hashtag no math. But anyway, recent history would trend towards the Cardinals actually pulling an upset in this matchup, believe it or not. Okay, Paulie, thank you so much for that sideline perspective. Of course, we appreciate it, Paulie. There's, there's nothing you like know. the condescending conclusion to it where, where K. Ray, you know it, he looks down, down his nose, he pulls his readers down, and he looks down his nose All and he right. says, I played in four Paul, Pro Bowls and Paul, you did not, so I'm going to be no condescending time. to wrap this up. We have no time, Paulie. There were no thank readers, you. he just pulled his cap down a little tighter yeah, to the bridge stuff. Thank right. you, brother. While he's taking notes and just reiterating everything I said, when he calls the game on Sunday. Nobody has time for you, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> we still booze. I'm out of here. <laughs> With the final salvo. Okay. Oh, and fitting that he uh, he worked Grilu into it, you know, so we get all the alumni into that segment. <laughs>